Media.org podcast coming your way. Episode uh, 372, Compound Episode. Steve Smee here. Hey, Nerickster. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right, guys. So on this one, we're going to do our series continues where we do uh, group steroids. So some of these steroids that we're going to talk about in these group episodes, we may overlap them. So in this one, uh, you might hear one that we already talked about from the bulking episode. But the difference is we're going to tell you how to use them, how to dose them for specifically strength and what kind of strength you can expect on each of them. This way you guys can make the best educated decision. Of course, there's no black and white answers to all this, but our experiences, you know, between Rick and I, we're talking 50 years experience between the both of us. So we're going to give you a good idea of which ones you can use, how to stack them, how much to use, how long to use. If you want, your goals are strength. All right. So guys, what is strength? First of all, so I'm going to define my thoughts on what strength means. And I'm going to bring in Rick to give his thoughts because Rick and I have different histories. I was a strength athlete originally. Um, you know, I was a competitive power lifter originally in my younger days. Then I went, when I went away from it for a while. And then I went back to it and I was able to break personal records in my early to mid thirties through strength training and using these strength steroids that we're going to talk about. So to me, what is strength steroids mean to me? It means how much can you bench? How much can you squat? How much can you deadlift? How much can you curl? How much can you lift, pull, etc.? push all that to me, that that's, that's my idea of strength steroids. Being strong in the gym isn't all about, you know, how much can you bench? It's about across the board. I mean, it's a difference between going and picking up 20 pounds to curl and picking up 80 pounds to curl. It's a difference between throwing two plates on the bench press and throwing three or four plates on the bench press. Same thing with a squat. You know, you can go and squat one plate and you get a, you get a hell of a workout. But if you want to squat for strength, you got to be putting three, four plates on there and doing reps. And that's strength. That to me means strength. So these are the steroids. These steroids are going to talk about in this episode. These are the steroids that if you have never used steroids before and you're a strength athlete, you can jump on these steroids and hit personal records and strength. And that's what happened with me when I started using these particular steroids that we're going to talk about. So Rick, give your definition of strength steroids and what you view as strength steroids. And then we're going to get into our first one. Yeah. It's just when you get those high personal records, those high PR lifts, those one or two rep lifts that are big and heavy. And these steroids give you that um, as far as being able to push out a lot of different reps and sets, not the best, not what we're talking about here. We're talking about one shot, one load, one or two reps, basically maybe, maybe powerlifting steroids. Would that, would that be a good, uh, a good assumption to a good way to sum it up, Steve? Good powerlifting steroids. Yeah. If what you're you a power lifter and you don't care about making your weight class, then these are the ones for you. 
Because, um, you know, we could talk about Anavar, Winstroll. Those are great for strength. Those are great if you want to stay in your weight class. You, you know, you, you don't want to move your weight. This is, this is going to be steroids that you can take that are going to push you to another weight class. So if you're a weight class power lifter, you want to be careful using these. These are just for those who don't care about making a weight class. They just want to get stronger, period, in a fast amount of time and hit PRs. These are the ones, guys. These, we're going to give you the top three. All right. So the right. first, yeah, the first one we're going to talk about, if we're going to talk about strength steroids, this is the, the nectar of the gods. And that is Trenbolone. Now, why is Trenbolone so good for strength? If we look at the way Trenbolone is used right now in the cattle industry, I'm going to bring a Rick on this because Rick is our history guy. And Trenbolone originally, Parabolone was a pharmacy grade, human grade steroid. And it was designed, okay, as a great bodybuilding steroid. Then it was pulled off the market, banned in the United States. You cannot buy legally pharmacy-grade Parabolin or Trembolone in the United States. You can't, you can't buy it. It doesn't exist. You can only buy Trend underground. So the thing is with Trend, today it's actually used in the cattle industry to get these cattle big and strong so rick tell us a little bit about the history behind trembolone and how it's led to today being such a great bodybuilding and specifically strength steroid and i'm going to get into why it's such a great strength steroid and give you some examples of what it did for me specifically so uh parabolin was the original trembolone that went out on the market and that one got discontinued between 1992-96 is when uh, Parabolin was last available. Around 2001-2002, uh, some guy on the forums named Animal, I believe that, that's, that was his uh, handle on the forums. Uh, he had his own forum too. And he came around and what he started doing was he started selling these kits so that you can take cattle pellets. You know, these are the pellets that cattle were being implanted in. And at this point, it was Trembolone acetate. It was a shorter acting Trembolone. And with the kits, you could buy a, a pellet a pellet kit of uh, a pellet cartridge, I should say, of Finaplex H, which is what you could just buy. Um, you don't even have to prove you had a cow at the very start. And you buy a, a cartridge of little pellets of Finaplex H that you would normally use uh, an implant gun and put in the cattle's uh, earlobes. With this kit, you would take all of the pellets, toss them in the dissolvent solution. That would separate your active hormone from the binders, from the fillers that made up the pellet. The binders and fillers would drop to the bottom as a little, little cloudy mess. The hormone would rise to the top. Then you would use a syringe with a Wattman filter attached to it, and you would absorb the, the top part of your mix, uh, trying not to put too much of the filler into the syringe. Then you would put it in a different solution and, and so on and so on until you finally got a nice amber-colored trembolone acetate. Now, mind you, this still this thing still gave you nuts wherever you injected it, like like golf ball sized nuts, right at the depot, because you weren't getting rid of all of the filler. In my opinion, there's still some that leaked in there. 
Uh, there's still some stuff in there. Probably shouldn't have been in there. This is around 2001, 2002. And then Trembolone came back as a veterinarian steroid around oh, 2004, 2005, around that era, when Denkal, which is a, a Australian company that was doing business and manufacturing in Mexico, Denkal brought it back into the market as a veterinarian steroid. And as far as I remember, that was like the first time that Trembolone was seen again legitimately, quote unquote legitimately, after it was discontinued in, in the early, early 90s. It was through uh, through the Denkow brand, which is, uh, they had all the paperwork to be a, a, a legitimate Mexican veterinarian outfit. They were bona fide and they had, they were in, in plants. Uh, they were making their stuff in, in bona fide plants that were inspected by the authorities. And look, whatever you think about Mexican regulation, at least these guys were under some sort of regulation. And then after Denkow, the quality bait came out, then animal power, then a lot of different stuff. And then pretty much uh, once you got into the, the late 2000s, around 2007, 8, 9, early teens, 2011 uh, through 13, 14. Now you had tremble and acetate and tremble and nathate showing up in every underground lab list. Every list out there had tremble on acetate. Um, Everybody, British Dragon had it, Golden Triangle, to name some some old school underground labs. Uh, Balkan Pharmaceuticals, everybody had their own version of Tremblone Acetate and, and an athlete, and it was now really available to everybody. But that was kind of a, a quick history on the black market of uh, Tremblone. If you guys want to see the actual full Tremblone history, like to listen to the full Tremblone history, I should say, you need to head over to our evolutionary radio channel. Just type in evolutionary radio on the search at uh, YouTube. And there you can find our tremble on show, which is show number 286 is our tremble on show. And I give a bit of more of an in-depth look at the history of tremble on, but that's about it. So these, we're going to talk about the, the top three strength steroids. The, the beauty part of these three steroids, Rick, that we're going to talk about is you can run them by themselves. They're so powerful and they're so amazing for strength that you could literally run them by themselves and have tremendous results. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you're benching, right? You, you, you're stuck. You can't get to three plates. You're busting your ass. You're up to like 305, 310, 315. Okay but you can barely do three plates or you can't quite get three plates a little short, five, 10, 15, 20 pounds short. And on a day where you're kind of not feeling it, you can only maybe get 300, 305. So you're following a little short of three plates. Now the beauty part about Trembolone is you can hop on Trembolone, run this stuff at a low dosage, 200 milligrams a week by itself. And I guarantee you, if you're a consistent weightlifter, you stay healthy you know, you, you don't go out and drink the night before or any of that crap. You go in there two weeks on trend, you will break that plateau. You, you will smash that plateau. Not only will you smash that plateau, but by week four, week five, week six, you'll be, you'll be hovering closer to 350 on the bench. 
same thing with a squat. If you're only able to get a 400, barely, barely 400, oh, you, you know, you can only gut out one or two reps at 400. You get on trend, you're going to be gutting out 440, 450, 460 on trend by itself at a low dosage. That's what trend does. Now, with me specifically, when I run trend, I like to basically stack trend with a mild steroid because I don't want side effects. So what I will, what I would do, I I do trend 200 to 250 milligrams, stack it with some Anavar, stack it with some T-Bowl, either or. And those are the, that's the stack that I broke my personal records on. I could never have done the type of weight I was doing without Trembolone. And if you don't use Trembolone anymore, you just stop and say, I'm not going to use Trembolone more. It's going to be hard for you to ever go back and lift that kind of weight because it makes you superhuman. I'm like opening jars. I'm opening jars and the jar is exploding in my hands. That's how strong this stuff makes you. I just, it's, it's, I'm breaking stuff around the house. It's like the Superman movie where he's like touching stuff and breaking them. Like without even trying. That's how I feel. I'm accidentally breaking shit around the house. I can't tell you as a fisherman, when I went fishing, when I go fishing, how many fishing poles I snap in half when I'm on Trembolone because I'm so fucking strong on this stuff that it makes, it just makes you strong from head to toe. It's very, 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 um, it's just makes you superhuman. So if you've never used trend and you want to get strong, but you put in the work already, you put in the work and you truly hit a plateau that you can't bust through. Don't tell me, you know, you're, you're lifting, you can't get to 150 pounds. Okay. That's, you're not ready for trend. You're not ready for trend. If you're a hundred, if you're a 200 pound guy and you can't even bench 150, 250, 250 pounds at 200 pounds, you're not ready for trend. Okay. But if you're a smaller guy, less than 200 pounds, and you're struggling to hit three plates, then you're probably, you could be ready for trend. You're probably ready for trend. If you're a 200 pound guy and you're, you're trying to hit 350, then yeah, I can give that to you. You're probably ready for trend. But if you're, you know, you're only benching 150, 200 pounds. No, no, no. You're not ready for trend. You haven't truly hit your strength plateau. Go and hit your strength plateau, plateau first. Then you, you be ready for trend. So trend is one you save. You save the trend. So when you're truly ready for it, because once you use it, you're not going to want to go back to other steroids. You'll never hit that peer. So you want to make sure that you you're ready for it. Okay. And you want to be smart on it because you can injure yourself. You get so strong on the stuff that you injure yourself. Anything else you want to add, Rick? What's your, what's your opinions on how to dose it and and, uh, stack it? You know, my opinions on, on all these drugs are that the performance effects of it are really in the earlier dosing, in the smaller dosing. If you're already a, a talented power lifter, if you already have good technique, good form, your head's in the right place, your lifestyle is in the right place, little dabble do you, couple hundred milligrams a week, you, you diminishing returns start to kick in around three, 400, 500 mix a week of, of some of these steroids. That's my opinion on it. Maybe, you know, may, maybe that might not hold true, completely true for powerlifting because you're doing one rep. Maybe with that one rep kind of powerlifting, uh, you, you can get up in the higher dosing before you got diminishing returns. But if you're talking about crossfitting, you know, if you're a crossfitter or 
if you're talking about uh, some of these other sports where you have to sustain the activity for longer periods of time, once you get up higher dosing, then you'll start to get issues like pumps in your back, your forearms, shin splints. It's one of the things I suffered from Tremblone was shin splints whenever I would go Thai box, which I like Thai boxing. So just doing a, a regular a session of hitting the pads, I'd just get the craziest shin splints from doing higher dosing in Tremblone, from doing 400 milligrams a week of Tremblone along with other steroids. So your real performance gains are in the, in the lower uh, dosing with, the, with all these steroids, in my opinion. And, and Tremblone is great. Can be used standalone. A lot of guys do. It's a great steroid to be used standalone. But it really shows what it can do for you when you mix it with other steroids. It works synergistically with pretty much everything. I've said it many times. In my opinion, it, it, it multiplies, amplifies, multiplies what the other steroids do for you. So if you're taking testosterone, if you're taking equipoise, dianabol, whatever it is you're taking, when you mix it with the trembolone, it just, everything just works better. So in my opinion, trembolone really shines in any stack, but standalone is also great. So I'm not going to shits on it. Um, say it's not. So it's also great. It's a standalone. So the second step we're going to talk about is Anadrol for straight. Now Anadrol has a nickname. The nickname is A-bombs. Now, why would it be called A-bombs? It's because this stuff, guys, especially during the 90s, they basically popularized it because of its effects on strength. Fast and ridiculous amount of strength you can put on this stuff. If you take it 50 milligrams a day for just four weeks, this stuff will have you lifting more weight than you've ever dreamed of lifting. Just four weeks. That's all you need on this stuff. And it's an oral. So you take it orally, it works fast. I can tell you running this stuff, I was lifting. I'll give you an example. On the bench press, I was doing about six reps for that particular lift on my bench press, right? Three days on Anadrol, and I kid you not, I was doing the same amount of weight for eight reps after just three days. So running Anadrol just by itself, 50 milligrams a day. This stuff is ridiculous for strength. And, um, you know, you don't have to stack it. Again, just like Tremble, you don't have to stack anything. It's so fucking strong that you can just run it by itself and you'd be smashing your personal record. So Anadrol is a weird one, though, because Anadrol is a DHT derivative, so it doesn't aromatize into estrogen, but it binds to estrogen receptors. Trend does not aromatize into estrogen, nor does it bind to estrogen receptors, but it can convert to, to prolactin in the body. So it's a, it's a little weird too, but Anadrol is a weird one because it's liver toxic It's a, as an oral. It's a DHT derivative, so it gives you DHT side effects, like losing your head hair, enlarged prostate, gives you a lot of androgenic side effects, especially with your heart health. And as I said, liver toxic. So it's going to pound on your liver. It's going to pound on your kidneys. It's going to pound on your heart. It's going to pound on your head hair. It's going to pound on your prostate. 
It's got a pound on your lipid, your cholesterol levels. Stuff is brutal. That's why four weeks, you want to reevaluate the situation after four weeks. You may not want to run it longer than four weeks. Some guys go five or six weeks, but I would not run it longer than that. So this is a one, this is one specifically, if you want to use Anadrol, you're saying I'm, I want something in four weeks that is going to make me way stronger and make my body bigger, fill my body out, make it bigger. That's what Anadrol is for. Pure and simple. You will never run Anadrol if you want to cut. You will never run Anadrol if you just want something mild. This is four weeks, do or die. You better make sure in that four weeks, you're hitting the gym hard. You're hitting the gym hard, smart and efficient workouts. And you want to make sure you're already conditioned. Because if you go on Anadrol without being conditioned, you're going to spend the entire four weeks injured and sore. And that doesn't make any sense. You want to make sure you're going into it healthy, conditioned, in great shape. This way you can take full advantage of it. What do you think, Rick? Yeah, great steroid Anadrol is one of those uh, older steroids, one of the original steroids that was developed in the late 1950s. Now, with Anadrol, the effective dose seems to be just 50 milligrams. You know, when you had stuff like Winstrol and, and Anavar out on the market available for human consumption, you're talking about two and a half milligram tablets. But Anadrol seems to just start at 50 megs per tablet. Anadrol is still available in the U.S. for prescription. It was uh, originally used in the treatment of anemia, but has since, but has since seen some use in AIDS patients. Uh, as far as strength, it's probably one of the best powerlifting steroids next to Dianabol. It will make you gain some water weight, like Steve said, not from conversion to estrogen, but just because it can bind to female re female receptors, estrogen receptors, progesterone receptors, unchanged. It can bind to these female hormone receptors completely unchanged without going through any conversions. So you do get a little bit of water retention with it. And that's, pr I'm pretty sure that's where some of his uh, size and strength effects come from it, it's a great steroid for strength we mentioned it also in bulking because it's also a great bulking steroid but when it comes to strength it, it's hard to really find another steroid that's going to give you just that hard one shot one rep strength that anadrol gives you and if you are a weight class athlete chances are it'll make you blow out of your weight class chances are that it'll It'll do that to you. So it's just something to use with caution and something to, something to, uh, steroid you really need to have a lot of respect for, a lot of respect on, on how you use it, how long you use it, uh, and, and if you're going to stack it, what else you stack it with. It's a very, very strong steroid, very effective of, of what it does. Tell us about the temper. That's another thing these strength steroids have in common. I feel like they're all structured to give you increased androgenic aggression, aggression. So if you're a hot tempered guy, okay. And Rick, you don't strike me as a hot tempered guy. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but you don't strike me that way. But if you're out there and you're a hot tempered person, 
taking any of these that we're talking about could could land you in jail. Am I wrong? You know, I think if you already have some some issues with self-control, uh, steroids will just make it worse. Your know, steroids are just going to amplify that. Now, if you are if you get into a into a, a little a little bit of friction with words with another man over whatever, you know, it could be a parking lot, gym, or a restaurant with your lady, whatever. If you're on steroids, you might be less likely to walk away from it. You know, if you're just a regular guy, regular Joe, you know, I'm not talking about somebody who goes around picking fights, but just if you're a regular guy and you get into it with another guy over whatever, if you're in that sauce, you 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 might you might just you might just turn around and go and go walk towards that guy instead of just saying instead of just walking walking away and saying you know fuck it. But you know beer will do that too. <laughs> Alcohol will do that as well. So it will have an effect on you. Um, are you going to go out and start beating people up when you've when that's not the way you are normally? Probably not. Probably not. It's not going to just just turn you into someone you're not. But you'll be less likely to walk away once you get once you get heated. Once somebody says the wrong thing in the wrong way to you, so it's definitely something to know. We've discussed this on the podcast before. Um, Trembolone is one of those steroids as well that not only will it make you aggressive, it'll make you horny as hell. It'll make you want to pursue situations with females and. If you are in a committed relationship, monogamous relationship, you might get into some trouble because it'll make you go and walk the extra steps to go talk to that girl, to follow that conversation. It'll make you maybe ask for that number when you normally would just get your ass on home to your old lady. So they, they will have a, an effect on the way you feel, something uh, you have to be really, really aware of. And it goes hand in hand with just respecting these steroids and, and knowing who you are and, and having some self-control. Androgens affect people differently. Some of you are going to lose your temper on them. Some of you are not going to be able to sleep on them. Some of you are going to be impatient on them. I wonder if it's connected to how you were as a baby. Were you one of those babies who, when you got tired, you whined and screamed and yelled? Were you one of those babies who got hungry and screamed and yelled and whined? Were you one of the babies that wanted to sleep? And if you couldn't sleep is, you know, you were at a football, your parents took you to a movie or a football game or something. You couldn't sleep. You whine and scream. So how you reacted maybe as a baby translates to a doll, how you react to these androgens. So for me, I'm an impatient person and Rick, Rick should know that by now. I'm an impatient person. So I don't like to wait, you know, for things. So if I'm at a restaurant and the waitress, you know, she brings out my fajitas, she forgets to bring me my, my, my wraps, my tortilla wraps, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, get upset. I'm going to blow up, you know? So that's an example. I've had that happen to me before when I've been on trend and, and then i not only blew up on the waitress, but then I blew up with the girl I was with because I got cranky because, you know, I got hungry. I'm on these energies. I got hungry. So these energies are not only making me impatient, they're also making me hungry. So then I blew up at her and then she got all upset and she storms, you know, storms home. And then I had to be like, oh, sweetie, it's okay. I, I wasn't mad at you. I was just mad. I'm very picky about my food. And then she, she forgave me. 
But the point is, you got to be careful on this stuff, guys, because this stuff can amplify any of your, your traits. So you want to keep that in mind with these androgens. These androgenic steroids are no joke. They're very, very serious androgens. So you got to very, very be careful. So with, and with anadrol, guys, 25 to 50 milligrams a day. You know, it's, it's ample. You could literally run it at 25 milligrams a day for four weeks and you blow through your, your uh, PRs. No problem. And, the, and, you know, end of story. But you got to take your aggression out in the gym. You don't take your aggression out on other people. That's, that's what you got to learn when you're using these types of steroids. Because if you don't do that, if you don't take your aggression out in the weight room, you're going to have to take that aggression out on someone else. Or your body is going to want to take the aggression out. And that's, it's not going to let you sleep at night, for example. That's a, that's a perfect example. Some people get insomnia on these androgenic steroids because they're not getting that, that baby batter out during the day. You got to get that baby batter out so you can sleep at night. Otherwise, you're just going to want to work out, fuck, and eat all day. And that's not healthy. So you got to you gotta get that baby batter out if you're going to use these steroids. Be prepared to do some sort of physical exercise every single day. I'm not saying go lift weights every single day because you're going you're gonna to injure yourself. But you need to be able, you need to lift weights at least four or five times a week. And you need to, on the days you're not lifting weights, you need to find something to do to occupy your body. Whether it be, you know, going for a hike, kayaking, anything. You know, and these aren't the best steroids for endurance. So you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to go and 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 uh, climb a fucking mountain on these steroids either, because you're not gonna have the endurance. So you gotta you gotta be smart about it. Anything else you want to add, Rick? Before I move on to the last one. Yeah, I mean, just meditate a little bit. It's real easy to do. You only need about five minutes a day of, of some good, clear-headed meditation. And it'll just change everything about the way you feel. And when you're on these androgens and you start to, to feel angry, you, you can kind of understand it and you can kind of hold that anger on the palm of your hand and, and have more self-control. It's real easy to do. Practice mindfulness. So easy to do. Go to YouTube and YouTube mindfulness meditation. It's about one of the easiest things you can do. You could do it a couple minutes in the shower, a couple minutes when you're eating your food couple of minutes before bed and five, six minutes a day of meditation, man, you have so much self-control and man, will you have so much control over your feelings? It's incredible. You, you won't, you won't have anger or frustration overtake you. You pretty much can, can hold it in the palm of your hand. I guess it's a good, good way to put it and look at it and understand it and know that it's just a feeling. And that you need to just continue to do the things you know are right and not be overtaken by emotion. So that helps. And like Steve said, if you're already a angry guy to begin with, you know, you got criminal record for battery <laughs> and assault. Like if you've already done these things or if you're going to go and mix these steroids with other drugs like heart stimulants, maybe like ADD, ADHD medications that are pretty hardcore stimulants with alcohol, with, with, with that yayo, <laughs> with the cane, right? We're going to go mix these steroids along with, with other rec drugs. Man, are you going to run into some problems, some serious problems with self-control? 
the way you feel, the way you act, it's going to bring you issues. It's going to bring you problems in life that you might not be ready for. So best thing is nice, good, clean living, meditation, and just practice a lot of self-control, a lot of emotional maturity. Look, they're guys that do a ton of steroids are lifelong athletes, win shit, and they never get into problems. They never beat up on their old lady or, or get charges beating up on people. And then, again, then there are guys that grab a little bottle of, of Anabar or shoot a couple amps of Sustanon, and they go and punch somebody at their job and get fired, or they go and put their hands on their old lady. It just really has a lot to do with, with you, who you are as a person and how much self-control you have. All right, speaking of self-control, Halo Testin is the next one, strength steroid. Now, Halo Testin, you think Anadrol is strong, Rick? Halo Testin is stronger. You only need 5, 10, 15 milligrams of Halo Testin to equal 50 milligrams of Anadrol. This stuff is brutally strong. But the cool thing about Halo Testin is it doesn't aromatize into estrogen. So, you know, it's a dry steroid. So you're not going to take it, you're not going to blow up, but you're going to get stronger and you're going to get more aggressive on it. So Halo is a very interesting steroid. Tell us a little bit about what you know about Halo in terms of its history and uh, when guys started really using it. So Halo's been around since uh, 1956. It was uh, first described in medical literature in 1956, and it was introduced for medical use in the United States in 1957. It's just a very controversial steroid because it doesn't really have good uses in medicine. And it also it just isn't all that great or effective compared to other steroids that build in muscle or anything like that. Halo will have an effect on your personality, how you feel. And it'll for sure have an effect on your strength. But it's really not one of those steroids that you're going to really want to take for any other reason than just to give you a little boost in performance. Uh, it doesn't, it's not great at, at anything else, really. Very, very limited history on a very limited use. It's mentioned Trambolone as an honorable mention in the last two podcasts about cutting and walking steroids. We mentioned Anadrol, had a section on Anadrol on our walking steroid podcast. Uh, Halo testing didn't wasn't an honorable mention and didn't get included in either of those shows because it's not great for cutting. It's not great for bulking and it's not an honorable mention at both. It probably is the only pure performance day of competition steroid out there. What do, what do you think, Steve? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, see, I've, re I've used Halo twice, Rick, and admittedly, I, I really feel like I got fake Halo because I didn't get what I expected out of it. So I would be curious, you know, um, the, the, I would be curious to actually try a real halo and actually, you know, I have access to real halo now, but I just, it doesn't fit my goals right now. So, but at some point, you know, if I ever get back to strength training again, um, if I ever, you know, end up being crazy again enough to do, go back to strength training, I'll definitely try it. But from my clients who have actually used real stuff, from the guys on the message boards, actually real stuff, you don't have to run much of it. Like literally 10 milligrams a day. This stuff is so strong and so toxic on the liver that if you run a high dosage, you're actually 
it's, it's counterproductive to yourself. It's counterproductive. So this one is one that you can run for like literally like two or three weeks and notice a huge jump in your lifts. It is so fucking strong. So, you know, uh, guys report, they get just as good a result off of that much ha- ha- uh, halo, 10 milligrams a day as they would get with 50 milligrams of anadrol. That, that is a huge disparity between 10 milligrams and 50 milligrams. That just shows you how strong this stuff is. So on paper, it's 20 times more anabolic and 10 times more androgenic than straight testosterone. That's ridiculous. Trembolone on paper is five times as, as anabolic and five times as androgenic. So um, this stuff is four times more anabolic and two times more androgenic than Trembolone on paper. That's how strong this stuff is. So it's really a tremendous steroid. And again, with this one, you're almost better off not stacking it with anything because it's so fucking strong on its own. It's got so much side effects that if you stack it with something, you're just going to get more sides. So it doesn't even make any sense to stack it with anything. So if you want to try Halo, you hit a barrier, you know, it's worth, it's worth a shot, but you really need to use liver support with all three of these steroids, you need to be using liver support supplements at N2 guard, seven to 10 caps a day of N2 guard. I'd run 10 caps a day personally. When I, when I, if I ever use this stuff again, when I use Anadrol, when I use Trembolone in the past, 10 milligrams a day, 10, 10 caps a day of the N2 guard. And that really makes a difference. That makes a difference. And um, you guys have to remember with these strong strength steroids, it's the mental aspects like we touched on. It's the physical aspects and it's the health aspects that you have to that you have to be aware of. Because if you don't, you can end up really, really uh, taking years off your life. So you have to be smart about this stuff, guys. These these are very, very serious hormones, very, very strong. So the key is use them at proper dosages and don't use them for long periods of time. If you took Halo, legitimate Halo. For eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, you're going to do so much damage to your organs, to your prostate. It's, it's going to be very hard to even reverse that. It's going to be very hard. You'd have to come off steroids for three years to reverse that damage you just did. So don't do that, guys. Run it four weeks, five weeks at the most. Don't be... All right, Rick, anything else you want to add? Uh, Steve, have you heard of any uh, people you work with or forum guys that have made some good aesthetic uh, changes with Halo? Or has it been mostly just performance? It's a cutter for sure. It's a cutter. But the problem with it, you're running it for such a short time that you're not really, it's not a good one to cut down. So I would use it for strength. I would not use it to cut down. It's just not going to be a smart choice. There's better steroids out there to cut down. Anavar, T-Bowl, even Winstrol would be better to cut down. Yeah, Halo is just that one, <clears throat> that that oddball steroid that you just want to use short term coming up to the day and the day of performance. But because of its nature, you just won't be able to have any really good long-term benefits from it, uh, physically at least, the way that you look. 
So yeah, man, I think that wraps up Halo. All right, guys. So guys, this is another episode. This was number 372. Uh, quick, 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 guys, quick, quick, quick. Let me let me throw in there quick, uh, Steve. Uh, honorable mentions on this pot on this episode as far as strength steroids. Honorable mentions. Um, super draw. Great strength steroid. That's a good honorable mention, super draw. Also, uh, methyl trembolone, which we don't touch up on a lot of this podcast. You only need two milligrams of methyl trembolone. It's very toxic, sort of like Halo is. But that's also a great steroid. Very similar to Halo in what it does for you. Um, and also very toxic. Main reason you only need to be taking two, two milligrams a day, three milligrams, a very short end of the dosing spectrum because very toxic. Um, Winstrol will give you some good strength, make your joints brittle in the process, might be more injury prone, but it, it works. Uh, Anabar doesn't get really mentioned a lot in strength, but that one is a, a pretty damn good uh, steroid for strength as well. Low side effect. Um, any other honorable mentions uh, that we should maybe just throw in there real quick? Well, technically every steroid, I kind of was thought, uh, thinking about this before we did this podcast, technically every steroid you can, you can build strength on and you should build strength on. Even, even something as weak as Proviron, which is pretty much a dead DHT derivative. It's all it does is it, you know, it helps bind to SHBG in the body. It helps, helps your DHT levels, et cetera. Something like that. Even that will, will technically help with strength. So every steroid can help with strength, guys. But these three, I think, and then the honorable mention, Superdroll, those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. And we will get into talking about Superdroll later on in one of the class uh, steroids. Um, that was that is one that's uh, very very important, and that it's a very it's a very good one for sure. It's definitely an alternative uh, to these three. But at the end of the day, I'm very confident, guys. These three are the absolute best strength steroids and you don't have to stack them in anything. You can literally run them for four weeks and blow through numbers that you would never have imagined. All right, guys. So 372, we will have a next one. Next week, we'll have another one, guys. Take care. We'll talk to you then. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.